Happy Monday, everybody. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. And I hope your Monday is off to a great start and you're not fighting with your coworkers. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even repeat what she said before the show started because it would just make me and all the fellow 505 people out there sad. I already have beef with Lindsay, too. Why? Yeah. What'd I do to you okay, today? Let me make this very clear. <laughs> Growing up, I was terrified of the Nightmare on Elm Street movies <laughs> and Freddy Krueger, and you were wearing the damn shirt today. All right, but, I, but why? Because they were terrifying when I was five. Like, why were you scared yeah, of them? When I was five, five yeah. for sure. Were they though? You were never scared of anything. No, I was scared for it. The okay. Exorcist, man, hell no. Um, mine was it. <sighs> Stupid movie. I hate you it. You were so afraid much. of a clown, a clown in a sewer, sewer train. Yeah. Well, you know what it was? I was also like seven when I watched it. It was the blood bubble in the sink that got me. Couldn't do it. Nope. Couldn't do it. Also, as a general rule of thumb, I don't care if it's a clown or not. Anybody speaking to me from the sewer, I'm not walking towards. Oh, no. That's a hard no. Bro, no. I don't care what you got down there. I'm going to pass. Nothing good is ever in a sewer. Why is that even a I've got great stuff. No, you're in a sewer drain. You don't have anything I want. How good could it be if it's in there? Because you inherently ruined it by taking it down there in the first place. So I don't know. Well, happy Monday, everybody. We are going to be discussing over the next couple of weeks the top teams that could potentially be in the sun's way as they look to win a championship. And today we're going to start with the Denver Nuggets. So this will be an exciting next couple of weeks as we look uh, through all of these teams and talk to some people about what their expectations are. I have this urge to just start booing. (laughs) Already? Hey, don't boo the guests. I'm not booing the guests. Don't hate the... No, no, no. Stop. Don't even put that on me. I love Adam. I just... I heard Nuggets and I I immediately wanted to be like, boo! <laughs> but I didn't. I don't, held back. Don't boo the host. Boo the players. All right? Come on. I love the hate that flows through your veins. It's so <laughs> strong. It's September, sir. <laughs> I'm ready. We're, we're I'm ready. There you go. Oh, my I mean, goodness gracious. To, to be fair, we're, we've taken a lot of, uh, so shall we say, crap. Mm-hmm. From uh, well, from uh, various different fan bases. So. Yeah, That's yeah. fair. And with that, I think we should bring <laughs> in our special guest of the show from DNVR themselves. Welcome in, Adam Mares. Adam, how are you? Oh, God. I was just enjoying some championship champagne. I, <laughs> I, uh, I just had it. I just had it right here. I don't Jeez. know. <laughs> it's just sitting around, no, lying around. You just got bottles what? and cases everywhere. Like, no big deal. Why did we invite him again? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Sorry. No. Oh, no, Adam. No, guys. Happy to be here. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We do appreciate you. Listen, um, obviously, you guys are coming off of a championship season. So I'll just set the table here. What are your expectations for the Nuggets for this upcoming season? I mean, to do it again, they're they're in this uh, same space now that the Suns are in, which is every year kind of becomes binary. It doesn't mean it's a failure if they don't win, but your expectation going in is, of course, that they should and that they have an opportunity. So I watched what the Nuggets did. I, I They looked even better than I expected, to be honest, last year in the playoff run. They bring back all the core pieces. To me, it just becomes winning, winning it all or nothing at this moment. Uh, so my expectation is that they repeat. 
Uh, how significant is uh, Bruce Brown being gone uh, to to this to this Nuggets team? I know a lot of people are going to say, well, you know, other players are going to step up and things of that nature, but that was a pretty significant piece that you guys lost. It was huge. I mean, Denver's title chances probably come down to how well they do replace him, given the guys that are already on the roster. To kind of back it up just a little bit, Bruce Brown is a very good player, and during the regular season he really didn't make a huge impact on Denver's bench. Denver had one of the worst benches in all of the NBA. So I think there's reason for at least the regular season flow for the Denver Nuggets. There's reason to think that they should do what they did last year, which is compete for a number one or number two seed in the Western Conference. The playoffs is where Bruce's value really shined because the playoffs is when you just need seven guys. Denver last year had seven guys and they never really felt like they you know, they never felt uncomfortable against uh, another team given their seven-man rotation. This year, Denver, I think, has a six-man rotation. They have Christian Brown, who last year played in the playoffs, played very well, kind of proved himself. But Bruce was another guy, and Denver at this moment doesn't have that. Is Peyton Watson going to turn into that? Is Reggie Jackson going to find the fountain of youth? Is Zeke Naji going to make a leap? They need one of those guys to step up and, and fulfill that role. But I don't think it's going to affect them in sept- in October, November, December. It's going to affect them in April, May, and June. And they have a full year to kind of try to prepare somebody for that role. Adam, to your point about that, you know, sixth or seventh man coming off the bench, obviously people were very high on what Christian Brown was able to do for you guys. And, and in the playoffs, he made some key plays, played some significant minutes there. How high are you on him being able to kind of fill some of that void come playoff time as a guy you can depend on coming off the bench? I'm sorry, you said Christian Brown on that. I had a, a disruption here for a second. Yeah, yeah, Christian Brown. Yeah. <laughs> sorry about that. Yeah, um, I feel really confident about him. I mean, here's the thing about Christian. He might be the best perimeter defender on the Nuggets roster already. Uh, KCP currently has that title. Christian Brown is six foot seven and kind of has this... Um, He's really strong, but he's really quick for his size. So if he's going up against, say, a Devin Booker type player, a guy that's almost impossible to guard, well, he's starting from a position of being two inches taller, and then he's mobile and can move around the perimeter. Now, we all saw what Devin Booker did in the playoffs. He wasn't bothered by Denver's defense. He was scoring a lot. But that was even on KCP. I think Christian Brown, by the end of this season, is going to be the better defensive player, or at least his equal defensively. Um, it's his offense that's going to probably take a little bit longer to become a reliable player. KCP is a true 3 and D player. He's an elite three-point shooter, especially in the playoffs. Somehow every year in the playoffs, that guy becomes a clutch three-point shooter, including for Denver this year. Um, Christian Brown, I don't expect to be that on offense, but defensively, the guy's a stud. I mean, he has guarded some of the toughest players that Denver goes up against. He has been the guy that they've thrown on on those players throughout the regular season and postseason. I expect this next year to take another step up in that that direction. And by the way, the defensive metrics, he's one of those guys that he comps to Drew Holiday. He comps to those guys in terms of what kind of impact did he make defensively. His numbers all shine alongside guys, Alex Caruso, guys that have actually been great shutdown defensive players. Obviously, when you have Nikola Jokic, you're not real worried about the center position, but you look at the backup spot there, Jeff Green gone, uh, DeAndre Jordan re-signed. How do you feel about that and those handful of minutes that you're going to have to fill when Jokic is off the court? Well, here's the reason I, I feel okay about it. Denver last year, when Jokic was on the, off the court, got outscored, outscored by 10 points per 100 possessions. They were horrible. I, I 
I'm going to knock on wood. I don't think they can be worse. So <laughs> DeAndre Jordan, Zeke Naji, you know, who is it you're going to throw out there? I don't think they have something that makes you say, oh, that's a great backup center. But at the same time, they were so bad last year that I can only see them being equally as bad in those non-Jokic minutes. Zeke Naji is a guy, you guys know him from Arizona, moves his feet really well. His confidence comes and goes. But he's a guy that is as good of a perimeter defender as you're going to see from a, a power forward or a center. He just needs to get his confidence and, and stay healthy this year, and I think he'll be a very reliable regular season backup center. I'm a big Zeke Naji guy. Yeah. <laughs> big, big Zeke Naji guy. All right, Adam. So, of course, this next question has a disclaimer by it, okay? What is the Nuggets' biggest strength not named Nicole Jokic, of course? <laughs> yeah. This is a good one. Honestly, to me, it, it really shined in the playoff series with the Suns what their biggest strength is, and that is the chemistry and the fit of the starting unit and obviously the closing unit, the same lineup. They are five guys that fit together so well. And you look at the Phoenix roster, you know, as as great as it is, and they have a big four with DeAndre Ayton. As great as it is, one of the questions is, are these pieces going to fit? Is it going to mesh? Is that how you would have built a roster from scratch? Would you have said, okay, these types of players? I don't know. We'll see if it works out. They're certainly super talented, and talent is often as important as chemistry. But when you look at Denver's lineup, Murray and Jokic are a great duo. They fit together perfectly. Their chemistry and the way they read each other is just unbelievable And that they're somehow better than the sum of their parts, and they're two great parts. You look at KCP, that's exactly the type of player you would put alongside Murray in a backcourt. Six foot five defensive stopper with a great three point shot that doesn't need the ball. Aaron Gordon and Michael Porter are a perfect forward combination. Aaron Gordon is so physically big and strong that you can't play small ball against him or he'll just dunk you through the rim. And then Michael Porter is so tall that how many teams have a tall three and a tall four that they can physically match up with both guys? Oftentimes you're in a predicament. So for me, yes, Jokic is the two time MVP, he's the thing that stirs everything. But all five guys just fit together so perfect. And that was their first year playing together, by the way. Aaron Gordon had only played, I think, seven games with Jamal Murray. And KCP had never played with um, Jamal Murray. You get them together for their first year and their chemistry is through the roof. Now they went through a playoffs and have a title. I just expect that lineup to be um, Warriors-esque in the way that they're able to read and react to each other. Uh, they're going to be one year ahead in that process going into this year. Uh, we could talk about all the good stuff all we want, Adam, but uh, I want to talk about what you think is going to be the bad. What is the biggest weakness right now? I mean, you guys already alluded to it. It's depth. Um, I, I have no questions about Denver's top six guys. Peyton Watson has not played in the NBA. And to be honest with you, he didn't play in college the year before. You're really going back two years to a senior year of high school the last time he played heavy minutes. At this very moment, he projects to be Denver's seventh or eighth man and as much as people in Denver are very high on him, he's in my book, he's completely unproven. We have he's played about 300 minutes. Most of those have been, you know, somewhat garbage time. Um, there's, he's stamped by a lot of players. Kevin Durant loves him. He's raved about him a handful of times. They've worked out together. Paul George has said he's the next big thing that nobody knows about. So a lot of NBA players have played with him and, and seem to believe this guy's a great pro, uh, prospect. But when you're title or bust, which what the Nuggets are. You're putting a lot of faith in a guy that just hasn't proven it at any level just, just quite yet. And then the other guy is Zeke Naji, who I'm personally high on. It sounds like you are too, Saul, but he's another guy that there's a difference between can you be good against Orlando in December 
do you look good there versus what do you look like when a series is tied two to two and you're going to a pivotal game five? How do you play in that arena? Zeke Naji and Peyton Watson are the guys that Denver is counting on to be that. And they're just both unproven at, at doing those things. All right, Adam. So I'm going to set you up for a question that I'm not trying to set you up for failure. So we're going to do two <laughs> scenarios here. If the Suns and Nuggets meet in the playoffs, the Suns will win if blank happens and the Nuggets will win if blank happens. I think the Suns will win. To start with the Suns one, the Suns will win if they can repeat the performance that they had last year, which is, you know, Devin Booker is that dude. Him to have three, I think basically games two, three, and four, he just didn't miss shots. If he has to perform at that level again, which I think he's capable of, but the trio, the big three, bringing in Bradley Beal, I don't know that it solves them what Denver did to them. I don't know if it solves them in that lineup, but what it does is it allows Kevin Durant or Bradley Beal, or probably both of those guys to be on the court at Denver's most vulnerable lineups. Denver won the matchup of starters versus starters. Best punch versus best punch. Denver won that matchup in that series. But Phoenix managed, even in games three and four, we were actually doing a rewatch of all these games and kind of doing you know notes a couple months later. What, do you, what stands out to you? And one of the things that stood out was, even in games three and four, when Devin Booker was uh, Jordan level, they still... The Nuggets still won the starters' minutes. They still won the Devin Booker minutes. And what happened was it just the margins on that second unit ended up getting eaten up. And I just think if Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant now can dominate Denver's bench, which is unproven, then that series is going to have a different personality. Look, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you this, Adam. Is there a list of owners you guys are targeting on the sidelines this year, or is that a one-time playoff thing? Hey, 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 man, I can't believe it. This is my favorite one because you guys know I don't like to dance on the grave of somebody when it's real life, not just sports. But Matt Ishbia did try to troll. I don't know if you guys know this. I don't even know if Suns fans know this. But yeah, in cool. going into game five after the little kerfuffle with Jokic in the stands, after that he brought Mel Tucker to the game and brought him courtside and all these different things. Mel Tucker is known as Midnight Mel in Denver. He flew the coop on CU, but you know he got a better deal because Matt Ishbia, by the way, paid for him to get a better deal in Michigan State. He left CU high and dry, and by the way, like lied about it on his way out the door. He had this big rally, said, oh, I'm not going anywhere, then signed with Michigan State an hour later. So people in Colorado <laughs> hate Mel Tucker. Matt Ishbia knew this and brought Mel Tucker <laughs> with him to game five, thinking it would be a good idea. Like, oh, I'm going to troll these guys so hard. And of course, we all know what happened. It backfired. The Nuggets dominated game five, dominated game six. And today, Mel Tucker is, finds himself without a job. So I'm just saying, I don't think Denver's looking for the smoke, man. They're not looking for the fight. But if Matt Ishbia has another, uh, you know, if he has another bright idea in him, I'm curious to see how it goes. Our troll I, game oh, is on elite level. Hold okay? on. Don't, we, don't even we, try, we obviously. Will not, <laughs> we will not accept this besmirchment of the great Matt Ispia who has saved this franchise from whatever the hell we went through for 18 years. Uh, I will not accept it, Adam. Real quick. I, I'm just saying, he. The, where, where were you guys at two years ago? You were in the finals, right? And then by, the by year before that, a little bit you further. Guys. So Ishbia, he saved the franchise. Didn't you guys go out a little earlier than usual? Did I you, mean, uh, listen, we're not really report? talking about basketball when <laughs> no, we say save. Exactly the same year as you. So I'm not going to take the Sarver side. You're right. My bad. My bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not around you want to go. <laughs> also, Adam, uh, I, I I would very much resent if I did not ask this. Are you a fan? 
of the bowler coaster. Hey, <laughs> man. So I got to tell you guys, you, your tweet today said like Adam, the chat's going to make fun of Adam. You guys, I just did the Denver sports podcast and we critiqued the buffs. Oh, this chat went crazy. Like hundreds of people just yelling at me the whole show. These are my own people. So the Boulder Coaster Man is unbelievable. And you really can't say a single bad thing about Coach Prime where people will just lose their mind. So am I enjoying it? I was until Saturday. No, 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 no. Adam, not, Adam, not no, no, no. Not the Boulder No, 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 no. Boulder Coaster. Bowl, bowl, buddy. Bowl, bowl. Bowl, Basketball. bowl. Oh, man, I thought bowl, you were asking me about Coach Prime. <laughs> I am traumatized by that. I was like, so what are you talking about right now? I hear. Um, bowl, bowl, man, what an interesting experience. I will say this. Somebody with the Nuggets one time, I asked them about Bowl, bowl like early on, and they're like, look, man, I would lower your expectation because he's going to have to fail a couple places before he succeeds. And this was his read was like, it's probably going to be the third team he lands on where it all comes together for him. And then I see he lands in Phoenix. And I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> amazing. All right, Adam, we have one question from the chat. That is an actual legit question. It's from triple B. And they said, which team in the West do you think is the Nuggets biggest threat? So I think a lot of this comes down to matchup and Phoenix very well could be that. I mean, as I mentioned, Booker is one of those guys and KD, obviously that you just hope they miss. If they get hot, they can solve anything, but I still go to the Warriors. Jokic as great as he is. Um, he struggles to guard pick and roll in space. Did we lose me? Am I still on? Mm -hmm. We can uh, hear you. We can, we can hear, hear you. you. We just can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would say just to finish off the thought. I, so I think that the Suns are really are, are are really good and probably better than the Warriors. But the Warriors just fear me because Jokic can't guard the pick and roll. Nobody can guard the Steph Curry pick and roll, and that's sort of Denver's kryptonite. That high screen fire off from thirty feet. Um, so they would be the team that I look at that I just think matchup wise is is going to be tough for Denver. Well, Adam, we'll let you go since your camera decided it didn't want to be a part of the show anymore. Uh, but we appreciate you for joining us. Thank you so much. And everybody listening and watching, you can give him a follow on Twitter at Adam <laughs> underscore so Mars. We kept the damn I mean, camera Really? Off. You're going to bring the camera back just for that? Oh, the camera's on. Oh, it's on again. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see you guys there. Bye, Adam. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate you, Adam. Bye. <laughs> All right. So I think a the chat has a lot of questions about that last answer, um, for sure. Maybe a little bit questionable, depending on uh, how you're feeling. But you know what's not questionable? The BetMGM Sportsbook app and how great it is. So the BetMGM Sportsbook app has an amazing offer for you guys right now. If you sign up for BetMGM using the bonus code PHNX, you can place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through BetMGM Sportsbook mobile app of at least $10, and you will receive $200 instantly in additional winnings, regardless of your wager's outcome. You can check out the show notes for full details. And of course, now you can listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270- 717 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. 
Uh, chat, I love you guys. You guys are on one today. If this show got you Holy a little goodness. worked up and you need help <laughs> relaxing later tonight, we, we apologize. But also, we recommend OGs. OGs is fantastic. They make the best scratch made THC gummies in the market, and they've got great flavors and great options available as well. So, if you're looking for some fruity stuff, you've got red apple, watermelon, and peach. If you're more into like the creamy flavors, you've got blackberries and cream orange creamsicle and peaches and cream and both sets the fruits and the creams also come in the sunny sativa or the mellow indica blend so you can really customize your OG's experience so check out our friends at OG's brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors you can check them out across all socials at OG's brands and online at ogsbrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you. But you must be 21 or older to enjoy. And we ask that you enjoy responsibly. Listen, hey, folks, like we're going to – I'm going to set you up for failure because apparently like we're going to invite people from uh, what we believe are the top contenders mm. to stop the Suns um, this season for the next – Basically, a week or two. Yeah. And so we, we're going to get more of this. No, uh, no outside perspective. <laughs> 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 fun stuff. No one else. We did troll our chat by going Holy Denver shit, first man. and having Adam from DNVR as, as the first guest. We just we wanted, knew what we were doing. We were doing. just ripping I mean, off the band. That, that was not that was a conscious not decision to troll the, the chat. Really oh. That was your conscious decision, but apparently. <laughs> that was all about guest availability. <laughs> yeah. For being 100% transparent. Also, getting on the show. Yes. Yeah. Also, Ruben in the chat, uh, I cannot unsee this now. Hmm. He did say, he said, he looks like if Jokic and Ishbia had a baby. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Come on, man. Lord have mercy. <laughs> I love Adam. He knows uh, that. Uh, all right. So let's, before we dive into our thoughts on the Nuggets, I do want to kind of bring up that last question that Triple B did ask Adam. Like, which team in the West do you think is the biggest threat for the Nuggets? Adam said mostly the Warriors. How do you guys feel about that? I'm okay with that because you have to understand the history between those two organizations. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and sometimes, for whatever reason, a team just fits you horribly, right? Mm -hmm. Like uh, for, for us, uh, it would be the maps, right? From time to time, you just you, you feel like you should be blowing that team out. And somehow, some way, they're always in every single game with you. You're like this. How is this happening, right? It's not necessarily about who has the better team. Hmm. It's just who fits you better um, from a matchup standpoint or who hurts, hurts you more from a matchup standpoint. And they have not fared well against the Warriors at all in recent memory. Um, so that's probably why he went back to that. And I do think one of the advantages to having guests from different beats is to get a, a lot of different perspectives on this because we obviously are in our son's trenches all day long, five days a week. So sometimes it kind of turns into an echo chamber. So it's nice to get an outside perspective because there are doubts on the outside about whether the Suns are going to, whether those three pieces are going to fit. I think all of us agree that they will figure it out because all three of those guys can play on or off the ball. But there are questions on the outside. Can a team function without a true point guard? Are they going to miss having a guy like a Chris Paul? Do all of these new pieces mesh? Do they have enough defense? Are the new guys going to be able to knock down shots unlike last year's role players? Like There are legitimate questions about this Suns team. I think we're obviously optimistic about them looking at what they've been able to do at their most recent stops. But it, it is interesting to hear outside perspectives. And, and I do think the Warriors could be an interesting team, at least matchup-wise, for Denver because of 
the different guard options that they have. Yeah, look, I, I look at the West, and you could answer Warriors, Lakers, or Suns if you're a Nuggets person. I wouldn't get offended. <laughs> or, you know, any of those other teams could answer insert Nuggets in place of them, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't get offended. There are a lot of good teams at the top of the West, mm-hmm. and I, I think any any of those four teams could come out of the West, and I wouldn't be shocked. Mm-hmm. Though It's a top-heavy conference, and this it's not going to be an easy path for anybody. You're not going to see the same path that the Nuggets took to the finals uh, this year. Like, And that's not to, to knock on the Nuggets. They just got a good draw. I don't think anybody's going to face that kind of draw this year. The West is going to be a bloodbath. Mm-hmm. I'm offended. Yeah, well, <laughs> as always. Eli in the, <laughs> the chest said, there are a whole lot of Denver beat riders you could have invited. Yes, there are. None of them work for our company. Mm. And so, Adam is a really knowledgeable, just yeah. not just Nuggets fan, but NBA fan as yeah, well. Absolutely. Yeah, so like we're going to keep it in the family <laughs> All the time. Um, but let's go ahead and just share our thoughts on the Nuggets. Oh, so he was dead wrong. We, but, <laughs> I mean, no, but we respect him. No, yeah. I respect the hell out of Adam, yeah, but he's wrong about the Nuggets. <laughs> I respect the man. The basketball Nuggets takes not so much. <laughs> oh, All right. Let's start off by looking at key additions and key losses for this Nuggets squad this year. So the additions, they've got Justin Holiday, Jay Huff, Reggie Jackson, DeAndre Jordan. Key losses. Bruce Brown, Thomas Bryant, Jeff Green, and Ish Smith. I'm going to go ahead and just say it. The minute you don't have a Smith on your squad, like you're screwed. Sorry. <laughs> it just it is what it is. Okay, Lindsay have a Smith. Smith. Yeah, me. Yeah. yeah oh, you're on our squad. I was like, but wait, the Suns don't <laughs> have a Smith. I got where By you were proxy. going with it. Yeah. Thank you, Gerald, for keeping up. Appreciate <laughs> you. Slow Monday for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just forgot Damn, your last name, to be slow. honest. I mean, she's been Lindsay or Chelsea for so long, I forgot. Damn. Bro, I've been <laughs> acting like a full-on Chelsea all day. All day. <laughs> I will admit it. Um, but here, so we did talk a lot with Adam about some of the key losses and, and the guys that they will miss, Bruce Brown especially. But how are you guys feeling about the depth of the Nuggets this year? Because that was a talking point that was in their favor heavily last season. Well, not really so much. It's just I think they're when they when they got to the playoffs, like Adam said, some of them rose up to the occasion and played a little bit better than they did in the in the regular season. Um, I don't know, man. You know, like the Nuggets have had a history of injury, and they didn't really get hit with that last year mm-hmm. at all. They had a, a pretty clean year, and that's that's where I keep going back to. Your rotation is great with your starting five and sixth man or seventh man coming off the bench. But what happens when you hit that resistance and somebody gets banged up or or, or has to miss in a, little, uh, a little bit of time? Then then that depth really comes to show uh, much more than it, than it had before. So I don't know. I feel like Denver is very much, um, yes, they got a good, strong five or six. And you could even make an argument that it's maybe one of the best in the league uh, or it is one of the best in the league. But um, it's also very uh, treacherous in terms of just the injury and, and health standpoint of that team. One thing goes wrong, they immediately go from a top two or three contender to a middle of the pack, maybe five or six team, like there were a couple seasons ago. Yeah, I think it's even beyond that. I think they're in the position the Suns were last year in that series against them. They have no depth whatsoever at this point. Where the, where the Suns address that, this offseason while also adding a star. I think to to kind of gloss over that and go, well, it should be all right, but, you know, I, I just I don't think so. I don't think that they're going to be all right. If they give up, like Adam said, 
in those Jokic minutes, they're a negative 10. With these other lack of lack of depth in the bench, you're probably digging a bigger hole. So I think that's a big issue for them this year. And I think that's one of the areas the Suns got much better in. So I think that's where one of the places you've closed that gap that we saw in the playoffs, and you could really wind up having that be the difference in the Suns winning 4-2 in a series as opposed to the Nuggets this year. It, it does put a lot of pressure on their starting five to, like, obviously they have continuity and familiarity on their side. They have one of the best starting fives in basketball. But once you get to the playoffs, even when the rotation does trim down to eight, okay, if they have six guys, who are the other two going to be? Because... Jeff Green was one of those eight in the playoffs last year, and that spared them from playing DeAndre Jordan a single minute against the Suns in that playoff series. So they were going small, and that was really working for them with Bruce Brown, Christian Brown, and Jeff Green coming off the bench. Well, two of those three guys are gone now, so how are you going to replace them? Like, obviously, everybody keeps talking about Peyton Watson. Like Adam said, he is relatively unproven to this point. I don't know if you can rely on him in a high-octane playoff matchup against the Suns. And there are lots of questions about the Suns' bench depth, and there were last year because as much as we thought the Suns had the right pieces or enough pieces coming off the bench, it was a matter of who are you going to play? Like, are you going to play all offense guys, all defense guys? How are these rotations going to work? The Suns couldn't figure it out, and they got creamed in some of those bench lineup minutes. So I I do think that is an area of concern for Denver. Adam hit the nail on the head that it's probably not going to be as much of a concern during the regular season just because of their talented starting five. But come playoff time, that puts a lot of pressure on that group to win those minutes heavily and somehow survive the minutes when those guys need a break. You know, you hit on something that was very interesting right there. It's like from a technical standpoint, um, in terms of rotations and consistency, um, I felt like that was glaringly obvious last year during the Nuggets in terms of guys not really not really having a consistent role from game to game. You know, Jock didn't even have a consistent role. And then when they did play Jock, Jock played phenomenal. And he was mm-hmm. great. Um, and it, it, it just sucks that it took him a couple games to have to get into these mm-hmm. uh, to these matchups at a consistent level. And I think – I don't think – from a technical standpoint, I don't think Vogel is going to approach this the same way Monty did a year ago. I think he's going to show far more consistency uh, with people. He's going to give everybody an opportunity to kind of prove themselves. And then once he feels comfortable with certain lineups, he's just going to go on uh, forward. And then, you know, it'll be, you know, uh, it'll be predicated on the player's performance as to why they get replaced, not, oh, I just want to switch it up today because it's a Tuesday and I fucking feel like it. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying. I'm licking my chops if it's DeAndre Jordan versus Drew Eubanks in a second, uh, you know, a second unit matchup too. Uh, you've got all sorts of uh, of advantages with, with you know that in particular. And then Saul, you brought up the injuries too. We're just supposed to assume that the Nuggets who have been uh, you know marred by injuries for years and have one clean year like they did last year can do it again. I. I don't know that I, I'm i going to buy into that either. Okay, so what about our team this year makes you feel more confident that they would be able to beat the Nuggets in a series in the playoffs this upcoming year? I'm okay. Two things. Bradley Beal and Chris Paul's place, hopefully being able to be healthy and be more of a threat on or off the ball, and just the depth pieces being able to knock down like three-pointers, open three-pointers. Mm-hmm. The Suns shot terrible in that series the other guys when they got their looks 
the Suns did everything in their power to address that with some of the guys they brought in. So I feel like you replace some of those guys. Obviously, it's going to be a much different series this year compared to last year if they matched up. But if you put those guys in those similar situations, I feel a lot more confident about them being able to make them pay. That's my biggest thing is that, like you were saying, even just the inconsistency around playing, also who we were playing that was on our team, right? Like Landry Shamit was a little inconsistent with his shot. We know Chris Paul was a little hesitant with his. Mm -hmm. You didn't really see Terrence Ross and TJ Warren until it was almost too late. Mm -hmm. And now we've got people on our team, guys on our team, who are more efficient three-point shooters, who can knock down those shots that were missing for the Suns last season. Because you're not going to be able, we've talked about this for years, you can't stop Jokic, mm -hmm. but you can outscore everyone else on that team. Uh, my biggest biggest thing is Frank Vogel. I I just think defensively he's going to, He's going to have this team playing at a, at, a, at a different level. I also think that schematically, they're going to switch things up and they're not going to play your, mm -hmm. your standard typical defense from time to time, especially you can't do that against Jokic. If you give him the same steady diet of, of defense, he will murder you. And I think I, I know Monty tried several things from time to time, and I'm not saying he didn't because they, they tried. Um, I just think that your personnel is a little bit different this year um, compared to last year in terms of length, especially length. Um, and I think you you have a little bit more versatility to be able to mix up your coverages against Jokic because of that length. You know, it's one thing, and, and Josh Kogi, don't get me wrong, he has long arms, but he's still a shorter guy, relatively speaking, compared to Jokic. But now you're throwing KBD or, you know, other guys that have length. Even Yuta um, has length, you know, like – those are the things that I yeah, Paul Bull, the, the Jokic <laughs> stopper, allegedly. Oh, um, uh, those are the things that I'm excited about. So I think Frank Vogel will have uh, more to do with this than any other player on this roster. Yeah, I agree on both of those. But to me, 10 games. Yeah. Last year, they had 10 games mm -hmm. with Kevin Durant going into this. This year, they, in all likelihood, will have 60-plus games of book KD and Bradley Beal playing together, and that in and of itself should give them a better advantage. They they had those ten games plus you know the series against the Clippers, and they still gave the Nuggets a run for their money. So being able to get more comfortable together, build that chemistry like the chats talking about, that's going to be huge. And then to me, Eric Gordon, mm. you've got a guy on that bench that can hit from anywhere. Could be a guy that if he catches fire is in that in that final five as well with your guys. That's a difference maker, right? And if you're going to tell me, well, Reggie Jackson's playing that role for Denver and Eric Gordon's trying to play it for the Suns, I'm going to take Eric Gordon every time over that as well. So you look at this, this is just a more complete team than last year's team that took on the Nuggets. And that's why I feel confident about it, is they addressed everything you could have hoped they would. Mm -hmm, absolutely. I, you know, I, I, I hear Espo on the 10 games part. I also feel like they could have had 40 games. That bench wasn't winning shit for you. No, in, but in my, the in my feeling on that. The Kevin Durant, how does he fit in the offense? Like there was all that weird, and some of that's Monty, but you know, yeah, wow, uh, being Monty. jammed into the McHale role. But some of it's Monty, but when you only have 10 games to try shit out, like what do you. And yeah. then you're playing the eventual champs in the second round. Like, you need more time to try different stuff. Well, and, uh, yeah, I mean, to K for KD, too, how do you get comfortable in that? Yeah, mm. how, do you, how do you do anything other than just try to do your best like you did out there? Because there wasn't a comfort level. You could see it 
on the court. It felt disjointed even in that Clipper series, mm. most of it. So I think that time together and, uh, you know, in a system that hopefully will be more consistent, I think that'll put them in a better position. All right. So all in all, how are we feeling about the Nuggets on a scale of airport being the least worried because their airport sucks and is so far away <laughs> from the city to the fake green chili that they got Ooh. out there in Denver. It's not real green Espo chili, Brandon. Or a you hear me? Shows violence. <laughs> to Damn. the Cartman respect my authority. <laughs> to prime time. Oh, so this man. is least worried to most worried. Yes. Least worried yeah. to most worried. Okay. Airport, fake green chili, respect my authority, prime time. Where I, you I'm, at? I'm not gonna be a, a I'm not gonna be that guy. I know who the Nuggets are. I know they have quite possibly the best player in the world. Um I'm I'm gonna say it's uh what was the last one again? Prime time? Prime, prime time. time. It's prime definitely time. prime time. <laughs> I completely forgot. I'm gonna say it's respect my authority mm -hmm. because the Nuggets fans sound like a bunch of Cartmans out there. In oh, wow. Hot shot. That's going to get clipped. <laughs> do they not? They're all up in our mentions. Like, so do we. Out about us, but we sound the same. Yeah, but those are my people, and I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm going to go prime time as well. I'm, I, they are the defending champs. They're still a damn good team. They still have one of the best starting fives in basketball. And you could argue the best just because of continuity on their side. One through five, they've got guys that contributed in that playoff series. They're they're a legitimate threat. I, I love that you guys act surprised when, when I'm the one that when says you something heel incendiary. <laughs> listen, Espo, I was going to ride the line and say put the arrow right in between the respect my authority and prime time, but I'll go with you. Respect my authority. Repeating is hard. Yeah. It's really hard. Everyone's going to throw their best at the Nuggets this season. They're going to get beat up a little bit. Mm. I'm not saying they can't handle it, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with you, Espo. I'm worried, but I'm not. That worried. I, I still think we're on a collision course for uh, uh, Suns Nuggets Western Conference Finals in all uh, in all likelihood. But I feel much better this year than I did last year about mm -hmm. facing them. All right, we have a couple of super chats. One from Buddha the Schizo said, "My playoff redemption tour dream: Clippers in the first round for what Paul George tried to do, Mavs in the second round, Nuggies for Western Conference Finals, and Bucks for the finals." Can we? Wouldn't you like a slightly easier path? You're not getting I, that in the West. I love, yeah. I love the revenge You're just store. Not getting that. In the no, West. but give me, give me somebody that hasn't. Yeah, give give me, me, who's your first round I'd matchup? Rather, I, you know, my first round matchup. I'd rather have Memphis. <laughs> it's still tough. I, I feel mean, like it's, Mavs. It's, in it's the still the... tough. That's fair. I mean, the West is going to be. Tough. I'd rather I have just, Memphis. I just ja, like somebody. Marcus Smart. Look, I, like I'd rather have. If I'd there's rather a team out there that matches up with us very well in the backcourt, it would be Memphis. Well, no, nah, it's the Clippers if they're healthy. Defensively, yeah. Marcus Smart, like I. It's, <laughs> I feel like Mavs in the second round would be pretty favorable, but then again, the last time I said that, yeah, game seven we're, happened. We're, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, Bobby also sent us one. Thank you so much, Bobby. We appreciate you. Said, hi, Lindsay, Saul, Gerald, and Espo. I will be coming to Phoenix on Thursday. All the Hooters locations in Arizona <laughs> are unveiling their new calendar for 2024. Any chance I will be able to meet any of y'all and where? Please let me know. Hooters with the fellas. <laughs> I won't be at any of the Hooters locations. I he's thrown it out there. I can't tell if he's being serious. Is there even a Hooters location near us? Yeah, there's some still in there's, town. There is? Yeah. There are some. Where? There used to be like one in right Mesa in the Like in Mason, Chandler, Center, and but... stuff like that, I think, and probably one on the West 
on, in the West Side. I don't I think like there's to, any in Chandler. I like to imagine that he works for Hooters, and that's why why he knows. Well, that. yeah, that's what I would assume, right? <laughs> Either that, or he was pro Hooters with the fellas out there into the, into yeah. the universe. He's yeah. truly dedicated to the calendar. Right? <laughs> Listen, uh, just slide into uh, my DMs, yeah. and we can arrange something for sure. Yeah, so hit up Saul. There's a Hooters on 75th. We can go over there. Or like North Phoenix. 75th. Yeah, dog, my God. Hold on. Right? Hold on. I have so many questions. Did Emma look this up? Does Emma just know? No, like, she looked it up. Does Google Maps not go that far? We don't have time for questions, Espo. We don't have time for questions. I didn't, know, I didn't know anybody. I didn't know anybody lived past 67. Well, no, so I, I just Sorry, looked up Hooters yeah. near me, and the closest one is 75th, and then the second closest is Mesa. So unless, oh, guys. Damn. There's, there's one in Maricopa. According to Jason, there's five locations in Arizona. <laughs> wow. Damn. There used to be there one. There literally used to be here. one right here. Yeah, in Arizona Center. Center. Right here. R.I.P. Hooters. R.I.P. Hooters. Even your body was rejecting the idea of that. <laughs> we do have one more super chat. This one is from Trevor. Thank you, Trevor. Said, sends basketball here yet? Cards letting me down. 36 Almost. days. 36 unbothered Almost. days. Let me, yeah. let me ask this. Why... How are the Cardinals letting you down? They're following the script exactly. Like This is true. That's fact. That was still a brutal one. Listen, I know the Cardinals will let you down, but Circle K will never let you down, especially when you Damn. join their inner circle. By joining their inner circle, not only do you get to save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups, but you also get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, ice cold fountain drinks. I mean, what more could you ask for? So make sure you join the inner circle for Circle K by downloading the Circle K app today for free. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details. Also, Fubo TV never lets you down. It's got so many different amenities and features to it that we absolutely love. For me, it's the functionality of the mobile app and the fact that it actually works when you're on the go. For Saul, it's the split viewing screen. Uh, so you can watch multiple things at the exact same time, which is really fantastic because I don't know about you guys, but are you the type of person who watches something and is on your phone at the exact same time? And you're, you're yeah. taking in both things. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's perfect for like our brains and how they're wired to <laughs> consume things these days. Might not be the best, but I absolutely love it. That's for sure. And you can watch all your favorite college football and the NFL with Fubo TV. Just go to FuboTV.com slash PHNX to sign up for 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Ben M, I love you. I was just joking. Yeah, I we're love just all the West Siders. <laughs> Don't we're say you guys. Around, it was two of them. I, I never <laughs> Did I say something I lived bad in about Glendale it? for like a year. I used to so. live on 83rd Avenue Indian School. That's I why used to I have to drive to Glendale every day. <laughs> it's a rough commute. It's a rough commute, Ben. It's, yeah. it's just hard because like you're driving into traffic every like you know what I mean? That's like if it. you're coming this way in the mornings, traffic and the and the sun in your eyes. When you drive home, traffic and the sun in your eyes. Like, it's just brutal. Heather Bray Elementary School, stand up. Hey, I got you. I'm so sorry. I love my West it's Side It's so peeps. aggressive at night. Is it not, though? Is it not? I hate that sun at night. When you're driving west, <laughs> Gerald. I'm sorry. I swear I'm to sorry. God, Gerald. I hate that sun. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. When mean. the sun is setting and you are driving west, it is brutal. I get what you mean. I know. Do you, Daryl? I do. Then why'd you question it? I'm sorry. 
Okay, back on track. My bad. Uh, Listen, as we continue to preview contenders around the NBA over the next couple of weeks, here are some things to keep in mind about the Suns and how they built their roster this offseason. So we looked at all of the newcomers and the guys who were remaining on the Suns squad, and they had a lot of similarities. Uh, We're talking wingspan, corner three-point shooting, and position versatility. So let's first start by looking at the Suns' wingspans. we got a lot of uh, really long gentlemen on the squad. So Eric Gordon has a <laughs> six-foot-nine. Come on, you guys. That's, that was the, like, that was such One a- of them started it first. <laughs> It was either Emma or Saul. It wasn't me. I was trying to say you. It wasn't me. It was a long bench. I mean, my goodness. Hey, I get shit for my ad transitions. What what was that segment? Lots of long men on this roster, huh, gentlemen? Of all the ways you could have phrased it, that was the word. Come on. It's not my fault. Holy shit. Because I'm not, I don't have your guys' minds. So I don't think about you that like you do. It wasn't a good uh, <laughs> At least give me credit for trying not to laugh and turning my head. You can tell him that he almost spit. I tried. He's crying. <laughs> I'm trying to crying. Well, oh, happy Monday, everybody. <laughs> Holy shit. So the Suns have a lot of long wingspans here there on the team. Go. Let's take a look at them <laughs> here. I have an impressive amount of wingspan on this roster. Don't you think, Lindsay? Sure. Now that's how Absolutely. you do it. Absolutely. Is that how you do it? Yes. Uh, Bobo has a seven foot eight wingspan. That's y'all. ridiculous. That's mm-hmm. nuts. Azubuki has a seven foot seven wingspan. Yep. We also have um, quite a few. We'll we'll just kind of go down this list here. Eric Gordon, six foot nine. Jordan Goodwin, six foot ten. Bradley Beal, six foot eight. Josh Okogie, seven foot. Damian Lee, six foot ten. Yuta Wananabe, six foot ten. Tumani Kamara, six foot one. Kata Bates Diop, sorry, seven foot one. Six foot one. Kata Bates Diop, seven foot three. Like, oh, I got T Rex on. Matthew Matthew, seven foot. Drew Eubank, six foot eleven. Udoka Azbuki, seven foot seven, and Bobo again, seven foot eight. What do you think your wingspan is? Five seven. <laughs> so you wouldn't fit on this roster. I would wouldn't. You? I obviously they they have a kind of an archetype that they want to follow. Uh, that that kind of wingspan makes things more switchable, which is a big part of of today's game. And probably a big part of what Frank Vogel wants to do defensively. So a lot of these make sense in terms of guys that they brought in this offseason. Yeah, that's exactly what I spoke to earlier. It's just the versatility that they're going to have because of their length uh, on the perimeter or even in the in the front court. Like I just think that this team is going to surprise a lot of people defensively because of what they're going to be able to do just from a, a physical matchup standpoint. And I'm excited for it. Yeah, and if you look at the other guys that they're bringing back as well, Ish Wainwright, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, they all have like pretty sizable wingspans as well. Um, so that that's something that even though people are going to focus on their lack of size in terms of height and whatnot, like they've got lengthy defenders that can you know disrupt passing lanes, get deflections, get steals, and I think a lot of times just having that size can help make up for defensive flaws if if you can't see the open man or if you are trying to grapple with getting around 
a guy that has that type of wingspan. It's a lot harder to do. Booker six foot eight, Ish Wainwright seven foot one, KD seven foot five, DeAndre Ayton seven foot six. So they've got size up and down the roster when it comes to just having that type of length. What's your wingspan? I don't know what it is. We should measure it. What would you guess it was? Uh, I'd probably say mine's like six six. Six six. Mm-hmm. How tall are you? Six two. Okay, Gerald Espo, what do you guys think? Mine's six four and a half. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it okay. for real? The hell if I know. <laughs> Why would I have measured my wings? That with such conviction. I mean, Espo does have unusually long arms. Mm. You would, me- of I, all people on I've, this program, you would be the one who would have measured it at one point in time, I, and true. it probably would have been in comparison with some Suns player yeah, back you know, in the day. I I don't know. I I do have weirdly long arms and size 13 feet so i probably was supposed to be taller and somehow never materialized so that's tough gerald what do you think yours would be i don't I probably i mean i'm six two so i would imagine probably in the six five region you guys really i do have height? i have long arms i did not realize that until just now yeah i didn't really realize that either i just felt like i was taller me too Maybe you're taller than six two. You Saul. might be. Maybe. Maybe you don't realize it. Maybe you grew since the last time you measured yourself. Maybe. All right. Uh, the Suns also um, targeted players with corner three shooting mm-hmm. capabilities. So we've got Damian Lee last season uh, shot fifty one percent on one hundred and two attempts. Yuta Wananabe shot fifty one point four percent on seventy two attempts. KBD shot 37.1% on 62 attempts. Bradley Beal, 38.5% on 52 attempts. Devin Booker, 36.7% on 49 attempts. Eric Gordon, 45.2% on 31 attempts. Jordan Goodwin, 50% on 26 attempts. And Kevin Durant, 55.6% on 18 attempts. Like I said, this is this is huge for the Suns because they shot like 20 percent on corner threes in that playoff series against Denver. And that's supposed to be the easiest three point shot in basketball. That's where you're supposed to be most efficient. You want to try to generate corner three pointers. And so to shoot such a low percentage like that could have swung a game or two, even if they lost some of those games by double digits, just knocking down a timely three can prevent a lead from ballooning or it can give your team momentum when those other guys make shots it hurts probably more than it does when the stars hit tough shots because you're like damn we did everything right and we forced the guy to take that shot that we wanted taking the shot and he knocked it down i think this year if they can keep these percentages relatively where they are they're going to fare a lot better in that regard come playoff time when everyone's so focused on kd and book and bradley beal you leave Yuta open you leave damian lee kbd and they knock down that three that's going to hurt you a lot more I'm lean, like I said, when it can, comes to the Denver Nuggets and why I feel like the Suns have a much better chance of beating them is just the amount of shooting on this team, comparatively speaking, to last year. And mm. efficient shooting, of course, because there were some good shooters on last year's team, but we just had a little bit of inconsistency with it. And then, you know, Kevin Durant, I know he doesn't traditionally take shots out of the corner like that. Only in Monty's offense. But Come on, man. Shooting regardless it's a good this shot. year for Kevin Durant, I feel like could potentially even go up another notch than what we've seen from him because of who he's surrounded by, too. Yeah, I I think it's interesting, too. And one thing we haven't talked about is now with KD being in that offense with Bradley Beal in there, they're going to attract so much attention that those corner threes are going to be even more open mm-hmm. uh, for these guys, too. So I think it makes a lot of sense that 
it was a point of emphasis for James Jones this offseason to find guys that convert uh, better in that, not just because of what happened last year, but because of the amount that you're probably going to see this year in this offense and how open they may be at times. <sighs> I just want to take a pause real quick, throw right. a little bit of shade at everybody who's still in the chat, <laughs> stuck on the shenanigans <laughs> of 10 minutes ago. Hey, you're, you said it. It's I not know, their fault. but it was an accident. <laughs> so I would like you to just let, let it, like, Got some breaking you die news. Out. We you have breaking let news? it go. Yeah, we got some breaking news. What's the oh, breaking yeah. news? But we got some it's breaking, breaking news. news. <laughs> <laughs> breaking news. <laughs> I tried. You tried. <laughs> uh, free agent guard forward Kelly Oubre Jr. is expected to sign a one-year deal with the Philadelphia 76ers. So interesting. Okay. There you go. Cross them off our list. They don't need to be in the top ten anymore. Oh man, that's mean. Come on, <laughs> good for Kelly. We were about to go into Dude, a shady race. We were. Espo so just perfect. Espo brought us back to the ad transition. Let me ask them: Do horses? Do horses? Come on, and, the horses. And Valley Boys <laughs> Thebes work out there in Philly. Yeah, probably. If Kelly's on your team, they work. That's for sure. Unreal. Listen, you can throw shade at whoever you want on this program, but you have to do it wearing Shady Rays. Them's the rules. Shady Ray it has gear that is built to last. We are talking about premium polarized sunglasses. They are an independent sunglass company with a world-class product that is just as good as the expensive sunglasses, but much more affordable. We're talking about durable frames, extremely clear optics for outdoor adventure, and the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by the lost and broken replacement. So if you lose or break a pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. So exclusively for you, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Also, now is the best time to become a PHNX diehard, obviously, Suns basketball is just around the corner. When you sign up, you get a free item of choice from our merch collection. So you can get that just in time if you would like to pick a PHNX Suns style shirt for the season. Um, you're also going to get weekly newsletters for each beat. So Suns, D-backs, Cardinals, Coyotes, Sun Devils, you name it. Those are also available. You get access to our diehard-only Discord. You get first dibs on events, exclusive discounts, and all types of fun things. So go to gophnx.com today to find out more about becoming a diehard and to sign up. And then the last thing we'll talk about when it comes to the Phoenix Suns and what they were targeting this offseason, it seems like positional versatility was also a characteristic they were looking at. So I'll go down this list, too. We got Bradley Beal, who could be a point guard or a shooting guard. You got Jordan Goodwin in the same situation, point guard or shooting guard. Damian Lee as well, point guard or shooting guard. Josh Okogie, point guard, shooting guard, small forward. Eric Gordon, point guard, shooting guard, small forward. Devin Booker, all of the above, point guard, shooting guard, small forward. Kata Bates-Diop, shooting guard, small forward or power forward. Yuta Watanabe, small forward or power forward. Tumani Kamara, small forward, power forward. Kevin Durant, small forward, power forward center. Drew Eubanks, power forward center. Chimetsi Metu, power forward center. Bull Bull, power forward center. And DA, center. Now, where's the point guard with Bull Bull? Yeah. Stop it. It's a great question. <laughs> where's the Stop power it. forward with DA? 
back you in can leave back in college <laughs> you that's can where go it's back at. in the time machine to the u of a where <laughs> that was a that's thing. what's been holding him back stop it oh i mean <clears throat> that that's the way the nba you need to have the positional versatility mm-hmm. uh and switchability i mean we've mm-hmm. talked about that uh with the wingspan stuff and everything that's that's the key here james jones uh, isn't like breaking any mold by getting getting guys with positional versatility, but he's setting them up for success. Yeah, absolutely. And I think this roster in particular, it really has a lot of different options for Frank Vogel to tinker around with. And I think people might need to be patient for the first couple of weeks of the season until he's able to figure that out, figure out which guys slot in better where. Um, but that is the good news come playoff time is they do have a lot of flexibility in terms of what kind of lineups they can trot out there. Hopefully the regular season, they'll be healthy enough to experiment with a lot of different things, figure out what works and what doesn't. If you got two spots, better use both of them. That's it. That's it. Both <laughs> Most of these guys can from? play. Here's the song actually. Yeah. Yeah. You got two hands, better use both of them. Yeah. So that's a, <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Like I again, like I think these guys, the fact that they can play multiple positions, that's what you want from your players. You want the the ability to be able to stick them into a couple different spots and not pigeonhole yourself into one thing that is going to limit your your you know productivity. So that's just the NBA nowadays. I like your little jingle. <laughs> do you think we could clip that and make something out of it? Sure. Yes. I feel yes, like we, we should do that. Absolutely. So are you guys feeling pretty optimistic about the Suns this upcoming season as we start this journey looking at contenders around the league who might get in their way? If I'm not, then I don't know why I'm here. <laughs> okay. Because you're employed. <laughs> are you saying you wouldn't be here if the Suns sucked or what? I mean, like, we've been talking this whole offseason about how awesome the Suns are going to be. If I got to this point, I was like, yeah, I'm no, not I believing my mind. I changed my mind. <laughs> That what one 15 minute talk with Adam Mara is like yeah, changed my mind. Yeah, I, I, I think there were 11 out of those 10 teams we were looking at, you know? <laughs> yeah. no. I, I feel very good about where they're at. I, you know, I understand the optimism coming from Adam and, you know, everything's gold and that's fine. They can feel like that until the ball tips in this season because they're still champions. They'll be defending champions, but. It it all starts over again in 36 days. So. Yeah. Man, I hope we get invited to a DMVR show because I know that chat is going to be just as ruthless as you guys no. were today for it sure. Would be 10 Probably times ten times worse. worse. Oh, yeah. yeah, I mean, hell, anytime we post a clip of, they go out of their way to find clips of us talking about the Nuggets and post them mm-hmm. to their own socials. So like, oh uh, yeah, this it is be what fun it is. this afternoon. <laughs> I'm sure we're gonna deal with plenty. I'm, I'm sure. Time. I don't even care anymore. I just ignore it. I mean, you're entitled to your opinion, even if it's wrong. That's fine. You think I'm wrong about the Suns? No, all these people Uh, in your Twitter mentions, they're entitled to their opinions, even if they're wrong. Very true. That's okay. I'm not mad at you. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate you as always. We'll uh, be back tomorrow at 3 p.m. So if you are watching here on YouTube, make sure you hit that thumbs up on the way out and subscribe and turn on notifications. So you know whenever we are live, if you are listening, wherever you get your audio podcast, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. And also you can follow the show on Twitter at phnx underscore sons. You can also give me a follow at lindsaysmithaz. You can give Saul a follow at Saul underscore bookman. Gerald at Gerald Borgay. And of course, Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Hey, Denver, your airport sucks. Ahoy, hoy. Hey yo, my lifestyle is retro. Tell the Phoenix Metro. Megas in control and he ain't never gonna let go. PHNX though, Lindsey Gerald Espo. Saw past the ball, we here to turn up the tempo. Got to understand.